Read. Junk. Read. Junk. Read. Junk. Podcast. Read Junk Podcast. Read your host, my guy. Hey, it's the Read Junk Podcast, and I am your host, Brian Kremko. I'm going to be doing something a little special this week. I'm going to be doing a Christmas episode where I'm going to be talking with a few friends. I'm uh, not a friend. Well, I didn't get to you yet. <laughs> um, where we talk about Christmas movies and maybe some Christmas albums or like what's your favorite. But it's mainly a Christmas episode, just something that popped in my head that I figured we should be doing. Of course, I waited last minute to do it. Um, but my first guest is going to be my wife, Kristen. Hello. And we're going to be doing just top, what's like your like go-to Christmas movie that you watch that we, that we, that we have to watch. I mean, we're pretty similar in tastes, but, uh, yeah. So Brian basically just makes me watch whatever he wants to watch. Um, but well, (laughs) I mean, I know everything about movies, so yeah, you know everything. Um, but my favorite, I, I can't really pick one favorite. I'd have to say that my top three are Elf, um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and Home Alone 2. See, I'm very similar with... I mean, obviously, I mean, we're compatible. We've been married, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah, my top, my top ten is looking like Christmas Vacation, Elf... Home Alone 2, but Home Alone 1 and 2 are kind of very, they're very similar, but I think Home Alone 2, for some, whatever reason, is very underrated and very, it's so much more violent. Like, Kevin just probably would have killed those guys several times over, especially just with the bricks, just to start it alone. (laughs) Um, It's it's really special, too, because it's in New York at Christmas, which is, you know, what we've grown up. Yeah, I think that's part of the reasons why I like it better. And plus, it's like always like the first movie. It's like you've seen it so many times, and it's like you know all the gags. And it's I, I don't know for whatever reason I, I just find myself liking the second one better, or maybe it's funnier or just more out there. I think. I mean, how shitty of the family to lose their kid back to back years, and then yeah, so it's it's just like. It's, it's like more zanier, but for whatever reason, I like it. Just it's more funnier, just because. Uh, what the hell's her name? Harry and Marv just get fucked up. Yeah, I love seeing them get bricks thrown at them by Kevin from up on the rooftop. That always that always gets me. The bricks, and then the the best moment I think is when when uh, he gets electrocuted, and he's just like. <laughs> And he turns into a yeah, skeleton. He turns, and he turns into a skeleton. So it's, um, but yeah. So, I, so that's why it's like, like little moments like that that I just like them. Just like that's the sound of a tool chest falling down the stairs, and it's like, crack, like cracking their noses. It's just whatever reason I've liked. I've always liked that one better than the first one. Um, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure we're in a minority, and I'm sure people like the first one better, but. Yeah, and then so I mean after Home Alone, Home Alone one and two, I I like Love Actually. Just it's such a stupid movie for several reasons, but it's it's one that just I think of London, 
or makes me want to go to London whenever I watch it. And it's, it's such a depressing Christmas it's, movie, it's Brian. De- it's depressing <laughs> and it's it's unrealistic in a lot of ways. Like the kid running through the airport. <laughs> like that kid would have been shot <laughs> or like tased. <laughs> I mean like Liam Neeson's storyline is depressing. Andrew Lincoln is a fucking stalker pretty much. <laughs> and a douchebag because he's going hit, trying to hit on his like best friend's wife it's i mean i guess it's kind of realistic because people do that but it's a movie about terrible people doing terrible things around the holidays yeah and alan rickman's character is a dickhead and it's like (laughs) uh but for whatever reason it's another movie where i have to watch it all the time (laughs) and then after love actually i have on number six is bad santa which you're, you don't Good usually movie. like to watch that one. I mean, it's funny. It's funny. I think it's funny. It's it's for the people that are the very uh, grumpy around the holidays. I think it's a perfect movie for them because it's it's something that they can relate to, I guess. Um, but I actually haven't seen that this uh, this season, so I got I might need to squeeze that in. Um, actually. Every time our son asks for sandwiches, he kind of reminds me a little bit of the kid in that movie. Oh, now. Thur- Thurman Merman. <laughs> because he asks for sandwiches for pretty much every That's meal. Your fucking sandwiches. <laughs> oh. um, the, the Bad Santa 2 wasn't as good. I, that, that came out like two years ago. I, I need to watch it again. But it, it was, I mean, there were some funny moments, for, but nothing compares to the first one. Um, so num- number seven, I have Christmas Story, which I watched when I had the flu last week. Um, it's just, it's one of those movies where it was, we used to watch it every year during the eighties or, or when it came out and then TVS got the rights of it and just fucking buried it to the ground with how many times they, cause they would do a 24 hour marathon. So anytime I would always hold off on watching it until Christmas Eve, cause that's when it would be playing. So it's like they would always play Christmas uh, Christmas Story then, um, but I decided to just watch it last week anyway, just because I was like, yeah, I could just put it on the background because I've seen it so many times. I think that I I don't even think that I ever saw that I movie I until I met you. Yeah, I think I showed it to you a few years ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of movies like that where I'm like, oh, you never saw this movie? Okay, let's watch. But then, but then there's Christmas movies that I haven't seen that you've seen. You've seen The Holiday, and I haven't seen that one. And my oh, my brother likes that movie for whatever reason. Best. So is it Jack Black, Jude Law? Liam, uh, no, not. not <laughs> I wanted to say wait, Liam Neeson. It's not. Um, I have your holiday. <laughs> I don't know why his name popped into my head. Maybe because you, you want to see the holiday again. You better call me back. No, but you were talking about Love Actually, so that's why oh, his name popped yeah, into Liam my head. Um, it's, oh, what's his name? I will look, you I have will, to look it up. I'm going to look it up right now and see. Who's in the holiday as the train's going by? The holiday stars, uh, yeah, Jude Law. Jack, Jude Law, yes. Jack Black. Kate Winslet? Kate Winslet. Yeah, um, and Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz, that's it. By Nancy Myers. Is it one of those Nancy Myers, the one that does like all those chick flick type movies? So it's, it's a really great movie where 
Kate Winslet's character switches places with Cameron Diaz's character. Um, not like actual places, but just like houses during like, the holidays. Like that like that movie with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan? No. I'm the Crib Keeper. Another classic that I introduced you to. I still haven't seen that one. What? Just like I have the Mary Kate and Ashley DVDs that I, you refuse to sell. Those aren't with. mine. Yes, they are. I, I, I don't know them. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But this movie is really cute. We're definitely going to watch that this holiday. I've seen it already. But I feel like every time I see it, it's without you. Yeah, I mean, I could just watch it without you. And then, like, I'm like, why do you like this movie? Like, No, but I want, I want to watch it. <laughs> I want to watch it again. I okay. really love All it. Right. We can watch that and we can watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which, I mean, that one still just holds up every year. I just like giggle my ass off that and Elf, I think, are just yeah. like ones I always find little things where I just start laughing each year. I find something new. And then, so I mean, coming out number eight for my list is the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. I guess I mean it was such a cute movie back then, but it's it's kind of hard coming up with ten because it's like now it's kind of gonna like yeah it's like I watch it it's not the greatest it's like um I mean I, there's some other ones I've kind of done I think uh like number nine I did March of the Wooden Soldiers or Babes in Toyland with. But you, you hate That's that movie. That's so creepy. It's such a weird movie because it's like it takes it's place not... in July. And then, but I, I mainly like it because of Laurel and Hardy. Like how just they still make me belly laugh watching them. You know, and something from the 1930s or 40s or whatever it's from. Um, but for whatever reason, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's something. And it's always, they always play it around Thanksgiving time. It's, they don't really play it around they Christmas do. time. It's like yeah. on WPIX or like Channel 11, like one of those things. Like they'll play that. And it's like, I like the black and white version. And then there's other versions where there's like extra songs in it. And it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's, it's like, this has nothing to do with Christmas or anything. It's just like these like weird songs with like, they're in a cave and it's like, I don't oh. like that she has to marry the old man. It's just so creepy. It's disturbing. It's one of those disturbing holiday classics. But hey, it's it's something I have to watch every year, which I haven't. That's another one I haven't watched yet. That's I've been we've been in the Game of Thrones rewatching, binging marathon, and it's been kind of tough squeezing in Christmas movies. But we'll have to do something this weekend. Um, and then rounding out number 10 is, I don't know, it was like another old movie, but I, it's like, I like Miracle on 34th Street. I like the original movie and it's like seeing Manhattan from back then. And I think it was, that was done in the forties as well. Um, I don't like the remake. Um, the one with Mara Wilson. Is that the girl yeah. from Mrs. Doubtfire? Yep. Yeah. 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 I don't like that one. I like the black and white original version better. But yeah, I mean, I mean, so it's, I've kind of, I'm sure there's some other movies, like I, I'm sure I could have put Rudolph, but I I don't really consider Rudolph a movie. It's like it's, it's not over an hour, so I don't really consider it, it's like a TV special to me. Yeah. It's the same like Frosty's like only 22 minutes. We just watched that with Connor the other day. And That's another good one. Yeah, it's like Frosty's, Rudolph, and Shrek 
the halls. Shrek the halls. Shrek the halls. But oh. that's only like a half hour special too. So it's, it's like there's TV specials and then there's movies. Now, do you like, is there any Christmas type of music besides the shit I always play in the car that you like, like music wise? Oh, um, like a certain out, like song or album that you like have to listen to at least a I, few times. I love the Carbon Leaf Christmas music. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Because um, it's original music and it's not the same shit you hear over and over and over Exactly. Again. I mean, I like all kinds of Christmas music. Um, I feel like I listen to it in the middle of the summer and not in December. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> like, like when normal people. Uh, red punch, green punch comes on. And it's like, yeah, it's it's yeah. July, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes that happens like with Emmett Otter. Like I'll put some of that on. Well, that's another thing. That's Emmett Otter. Like that's, I can't, that's sort of a movie, but it's only, I think it's only f- a half hour or 50 minutes. I don't know. It's not a full hour, so I don't consider it a movie. But they don't win the competition at the end of the movie. It's now, also talk about, not... Talk about depressing. No, it's very depressing. It's, it's very like depressing. Pa di- pa died, I'm like, no. It's like, now that's even extra extra rough to watch these days, but it's they're just cute. It's Jim Henson. And they're very mangy puppets. They had good, catchy songs by Paul Williams and... Which the soundtrack just came out remastered, so I I got that deal. Uh, the music the f- is good. The I'll music is good, that. and that's yeah. Barbecue. And Carbon Leaf also covered. Which yeah, they also cover that. Yeah. Um, I don't think they they see, they sometimes do it live. They do it at their hometown hometown shows. Um, I'm trying to think of other Christmas albums that I like. I have to listen to. Chris Trapper did one years ago that was really good. Original. Yeah. Real Big Fish did one. Um, that Toasters did one back in the 90s. And I remember my dad getting that at Moon Records. And then we would play that every every Christmas. Uh, not every song's that good, but I mean, I like certain songs from the album. Um, but I think I think the main album uh, that I, I listen to the most is Gene Autry. And that, that's thanks to my dad. You know, when he got it, like a cassette tape of it. And I'm like... What the hell is this crap for to listen to the country y'all? I'm like, we're not country. But then it's, it's just listen to it over and over every each Christmas and then it's it's like now it's I I end up buying like the C D for a lot more other songs that I never heard before. So I think that's like my number one like album is Gene Autry, like Christmas yeah. collection. Yeah, Gene Autry is Christmas. Does Metallica have a Christmas album? <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> if if anything, maybe they have a song. I mean, they, I mean, they have done weird covers like the "Whiskey in the Jar" cover. <laughs> As I was going over the Farby Kelly Mountains, ah. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I can't see Metallica doing a Christmas song. But maybe I don't know. I, I was I can always look that up. But eh. Metallica Christmas that would be pretty funny i mean bad religion did christmas song which is that's really funny considering you know anti-religions <laughs> and they're doing all like oh manuel and that kind of stuff that was a good album that came out um but yeah so i think we're winding down here with our segment unless you feel like talking anymore or have any more christmas movie discussions i do not have any more christmas thoughts <laughs> All right, so thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you. 
Up next is with my buddy Chris Taylor. We talk about metal, of course, because he's the metal guy. But we talk about other Christmas movies like Bad Santa and just some things off topic. But you get the gist of it. So here's Chris Taylor. So we are doing a podcast episode on our favorite Christmas movies and some some albums and songs. Uh, I know you're not a fan of the Christmas music. We can do music portion first if you want. Uh yeah. Yeah. So I mean so so you don't really like the the Christmas Eve kind of music like wham and well, Mar- oh, Mariah, don't, don't, Mariah don't Carey. Don't get me started on that. Yeah, I mean like wait, wait, what does that song have to do just because he says Christmas all of a sudden it's a Christmas song? It's a sad song. How is it a joyous occasion? Kind what, of song? what last Christmas is? Yeah. My 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 other friend Chris, he was he was there was the Whamageddon thing where he was like trying to avoid hearing Wham the entire holiday season, and every time he kept posting something on Facebook, I kept like Rick rolling him in a way by just keep posting last Christmas music videos. He's like, I'm not, I don't trust you, I, and 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 then he and then he actually uh, he dropped out of it today because he walked into a cafe and he heard last Christmas. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that sucks. I'm like I don't know. I like the song. Yeah. I see. I, I'm not well, a. F- I, I, I'm not a, f- a fan, of, or I'm not against all the Christmas music. There's certain ones where it's like the same songs over and over again. I have a particular like mix of bands that cover certain things, and then it's like I listen to that. Yeah. Well, I I did the same thing too. Uh, I mean, I know I'm sitting here acting like I'm anti-Christmas music, but I did make like. I did like I do like a mix, like a monthly mix for everything. Yeah. Uh, like when I'm moving along, but I decided this year I'd make the theme December, and somehow I was like, "Hey, well, you got some Christmas music here, so you might as well put it on." So I put like a couple songs on. Like uh, I know it's not technically a Christmas song, but uh, he is legend. Either they decorated for Christmas or they're all dead. Uh, technically not a Christmas song, but I feel that falls into the wham territory. Okay. And of course, Seven Dust has a song Xmas Day, which I don't think really has anything to do with Christmas. But uh, I'd have to say the big ones that I actually like for uh, Christmas um, would either be uh, the Austrian Death Machine songs or Jingle Bells, and then uh, they had King Christmas Diamond, songs. No Presents for Christmas, and CKY's Santa's Coming. Wait, Austrian Death Machine has is it because of like it's Jingle All the Way covered? covered? Well, they did they did like two of them. So they did Jingle Bells and then there was another one. I think they they did one where they I don't think it was so much of a Christmas one, but it was like, you know, it was a song about Turbo Man, obviously, you know, <laughs> Christmas movie with Arnold technically. Are they going to be doing any more albums since he's out of jail now? Uh, I don't know. It's that's a, that's a really touchy situation because it's like you know, he's he's trying to say that he's a changed person, but at the same time, he went to jail for what he yeah. attempted to do. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, I did put the song on the mix, so maybe I'm not 100% offended about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, at least it's kind of like one of those things where you have to, like, separate the artists from what they did in in real life like for certain like the me too movement and like certain things like or like kevin spacey like can you still enjoy kevin state spacey movies even though he's a fucking creep it's kind of like oh, those, yeah. it's like kind of like those things where you gotta sometimes separate 
<laughs> the artist. Yeah, I mean, it's like sure yeah, he always I tried mean, to killing his wife. There's been <laughs> some that I've just straight up thrown, you know, out. Like, uh, was it when the Last Prophets guy, when the Lost Prophets guy, when he got up, uh, when it came out oh, about right. what he did? I went through, I deleted the entire discography. I'm like, I'm done. Was that like child porn or something? Oh, like it wasn't younger, just child porn. It got girls. a lot deeper and okay. a lot more disgusting than you probably ever want to know. Ugh, yeah, no, not for a Christmas episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Hey, what Don't... about that Lost Prophets guy? <laughs> um. Chris and I were actually having we were we were wondering actually, and this you would probably be the perfect for, person to ask is did Metallica ever have a Christmas song or Christmas album? No, they didn't. It, it's it's weird. You you'd think they would have cashed in, but I know. they've traditionally been the kind of band that they've never like they took forever to make a music video. They didn't make a music video into the like fourth album because I guess they considered it like poser esque and. Yeah, I don't know. They've they've never done that, but then again, they also said they'd never do an acoustic show, and they've been doing like uh, was it the Bridge School Benefit, and they actually just recently did. Um, I don't know if it was the Bridge School thing, but they did a whole acoustic thing on their own, and they're actually releasing it like uh, come February. Okay, because um, I was like wondering if it was like they oh maybe they did it with that album of when they when they covered Whiskey in the Jar. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, that was such a weird cover that they did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I guess as far as Christmas songs, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention typo negatives. Red Water Christmas Morning, which is about uh, family members uh, decreasing as Christmases go on. That, that's another so, cheery number. Yeah, so another. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Chrissy, Chrissy Downer. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm just like. Yeah, I. I. I listen to all the uh, really good, hot, hard and heavy ones. You know, like like listen to Gene Autry or belt out some Mariah yeah, I, Carey in the car when no one's looking. I'd probably say if there was one like that I kind of like, and I don't necessarily know that it's 100 percent a Christmas song. Was it? I think it's Andy Williams. Uh, was it the most wonderful time of the yeah, year? Yeah, it's the that most. One, that's yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like one of those ones where it's like so many people cover it. And it's like, all right, you either have that version that you know. Because it's like, it's, I had to like delete like half my playlist because it was it's like so many versions of the same song. And it's like, Bing Crosby does this one. Frank Sinatra does this one. Andy Williams does this one. Ellis Fitzgerald does this one. I'm like, okay, I got to like just pick one from like the old timers. And it's like, now I got like Bad Religion doing all that. Like they have all those religious songs that they covered a few years ago. That was really good. Um, you know, like stuff like that. So it's like, have a lot of mixture of that and like carbon leaf and then like Emmett Otter. Oh yeah. Like, do you like Emmett well, the, Otter? The other thing, yeah. The other thing you have to take into account too, when you're listening to all this stuff, like they probably recorded this stuff in July. So where's the inspiration for that? Yeah. I mean, Goldfinger just released a, an EP and I'm like wondering like they probably did this like in July when they released like their other album or something. <laughs> I mean that. like wouldn't wouldn't you want to like record it the year before during Christmas time so you know you have like full inspiration? Yeah, it's like once you like yeah, we'll just do it now so then we don't have to like think about it in July and they're like, Yeah, we don't want to do it in July. It's like who wants to fucking record in July for Christmas songs? I'm Christmas curious I'm in curious July, I guess. I mean, I'm, I am curious to see when when they did when Goldf Goldfinger 
because I mean he is a, like a famous producer, so I mean he probably had just you know a studio just right at his whim that he could just whip something up really quick. Like some bands can, can do that, but um, all right. So you like all the metal kind of Christmas stuff, so you don't like any of the generic. Like that's your go. You, go you know to what stuff. it is? Yeah, I mean there's some classic stuff like. Uh... I guess the only other one that I could think of that I actually liked was uh was it when Bing Crosby and David Bowie got together and did Little Drummer Boy? Oh right, yeah. That's kind of cool, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess when you get older, the Christmas thing, you know, feels less special and stuff like that. So you know, yeah. I lean towards the anti, you know. Yeah, like, unless I'm a big fan of Santa guy, so yeah. Did Guar ever have a Christmas song? I, I don't want to say no. I mean, I would not put it out of the realm of possibility that they did a Christmas song. Penguin Attack, I guess, is the closest. Thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they don't if they don't have a Christmas album, they certainly should. I think. Well, they are from Antarctica, or that's where they were frozen forever. Well, that, well so that's that would be the opposite. Right. The opposite end, though, wouldn't it? They're not from the <laughs> North Pole. <laughs> There should be a Guar Guar side band from North Pole that does Christmas songs <laughs> to like their arch en- en- uh, nemesis or something band. Well, there there was like years ago in the '90s when Vince McMahon was really having uh, crazy ideas. He had a wrestler that was called Santa Claus, and he would wear opposite, you know, Christmas uh, colors, and he would take presents from kids or something like that. It was it was hysterical. <laughs> Oh, wrestling, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but going into movies now, um, what was like? What's the one movie that you have to watch every year? I'd probably say Bad Santa. I mean, Bad I don't know. Santa, like, yeah. I I don't really. I try to shy away from the ones that are a little bit more obvious. Like, it's kind of hard to avoid. Uh, was a Christmas story because you know. Someone will be like, "Oh, look, this is on." I'll be like, "Yeah, okay, it's, it's I've seen on it like a billion 20, times already." Yeah, it's on twenty-four hours a day on TBS or TNT or whatever it is. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Um, do you like like Christmas Vacation or Elf, Home Alone? I'd probably say Home Alone for sure. I mean, yeah. there's like other ones. You know, there's always that debate of you know, is it a Christmas movie or does it occur at Christmas time? If so, you know, I know it's like that debate about Die Hard, and it's like. The movie was released in the summertime, so that's one strike against it. Sure, it takes place in Christmas, but it doesn't like it's not like a plot-driven thing about Christmas. Sure, he's saving people around Christmas time, but you can pick any freaking holiday, and it's like, yeah, the the, the office is having a party for someone's birthday, and it's like <laughs> that could be it. So I mean, well, I, I could I get some people's arguments for, but I don't think it's really a Christmas movie. It's not it's not one that's like. You have to watch at Christmas time. You can watch it anytime. Well, let's let's take this into consideration too, because I don't really hear this pulled into the equation. I guess Gremlins, the the first one, occurred at Christmas time. So yep. technically, is that a Christmas movie? Some people some people put it in that. Yeah, and same thing with Lethal Weapon too. It's like another one that's like takes place during Christmas time, or it's like Trading Places is takes place New Year's and Christmas and it's like it's those movies I can watch any time though it's not ones like okay I only have to watch Elf on Christmas like around Christmas time like after Thanksgiving and and it's like uh, until Christmas Day and then I usually stop watching Christmas stuff 
and that's usually when all the stuff shows on cable it's like all like christmas vacation and all those movies are playing after Chris, like the holiday season for whatever reason it's like oh let's watch this in july <laughs> so so if we're talking about like was it the national lampoon uh you know yeah contingent do you consider holiday road that song to be a holiday song even though holiday isn't the title and the video the actual music video for it is the weirdest freaking thing in the universe no because i think it's i think it's um like a British thing when they say, Oh God, I'm going on holiday. So it's usually that's the vacation. So it's like vacation holiday road sounds a lot more, more, uh, I guess it sounds more pleasing than vacation road. <laughs> but, but seriously, I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> if you guys have not seen the original music video for Lindsay Buckingham holiday road, be ready for the, the weird, you know, video that that is i think i've seen that and i don't know it was it didn't have nothing to do with any like i don't know i forget the video like explain what what was in the video do you remember oh god all right so of course there's lindsey buckingham it's shot a little bit like weird like i don't know if it was shot to be like sped up or something like that i know there's a couple like really weird like fleetwood mac videos too that were shot like in a weird manner like that too but like it's this weird thing where I guess everybody's like sitting at desk and they have like zombie eyes and they're like, I, I guess it's supposed to be some symbolism for slaving away at work or something like that. Oh, okay. I think it's coming back to me. Yeah. I, 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 you're probably going to wish I never brought that up. I think I'm going to probably watch this as soon as this conversation's over. <laughs> um, so okay, so is there any like really bad Christmas movies that you have to watch? Like ones like one of those. There's like been a lot of horror movie ones lately. I don't know if you're into that. I'm not into that. Like that. Like I want. I want to say I finally saw most of Krampus, and I was like, I don't necessarily think that was like a Christmas movie, even though it's technically supposed to be. Yeah. It just felt like it's just like a horror movie in general. Like. I, I didn't. I didn't think it was. It didn't blow me out of the water. But then again, I saw it with commercial breaks, and then I was like, "Oh crap! Maybe I'm like halfway through the movie because it was on like FXX or something." I, for whatever, I don't. Know, I just can't get into those, uh, like the, the scary movies for Christmas. Like, it's like I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm not a horror fan, really. Uh, but I don't. Know, I can't watch any of those. It's like those, like the scary, yeah. scary snowman ones, and. <laughs> Even, well, even Scrooge always, is a little scary. For... One, it was like uh, when when I want to say it was like, I don't know, in the 90s or something like that, there were like two Jack Frost. There was one with like Michael right. Keaton where he turned into a snow, like he died and turned into a snowman. Yeah, and I then there was like that. a horror movie called Jack Frost. Like even that Jack Frost one with Michael Keaton, I'm like, that looks kind of creepy to me. Even Scrooge was like a little dark. It felt like it felt like a Tim Burton movie, but I don't think it was, it was Richard Donner. I think that did that one, but it was like they had like the Grim Reaper in it, and it's got like all these little guy creatures in in his robe. Like it freaked me out when I was little. Oh, that reminds me. I, I should probably try to seek that one out and watch that one again. It's been a while. <laughs> I mean, there's there's some good things about the movie. Like, I mean, obviously Bill Murray and stuff, but it's it is kind of dark. That one. It's like that one oh, ghost. Yeah. And the guy's guy had like a mouse coming coming out of his like throat. It was just like as for as a kid, it was kind of traumatizing a little bit. I'm like, yeah, I don't. Need oh, to yeah. watch, I don't need to watch this one every year. Some people like. And when like him. death came at him, like that was that was that was actually pretty metal looking. 
yeah, it's it's just like a weird version of Scrooge. I'm like, I'll stick with the Mickey's Christmas Carol, thank you. <laughs> like the cartoon one, like I, yeah, that's that's a good one too. And I guess I guess if we're talking about if we go into the realm of cartoons, I mean, like Rudolph is like a timeless classic. Yeah, and that's what I was like talking with Kristen. I'm like, I'm like I don't really consider them movies because they're more like TV specials, and they're not. Yeah, they're not over an hour, like or or hit just about an hour, um, because it's like that. There's Shrek the Halls, Rudolph, Frosty. Um, there's the Year Without Santa Claus is a good movie, actually. I don't know. If, I, I guess that one's considered a movie because that's like an hour and twenty. I should have put that on my list, my top ten. Um, I think I, I think Paramount or something like that. I, I didn't fall down the well, but I think last uh, weekend or the weekend before that they showed every one of those like stop motion movies oh really like like oh, from rudolph to, to frosty to was it the one it, all of those man i was like yeah, wow i didn't, Santa Claus is coming I didn't even to remember town. all these movies existed rudolph's shiny new year there's that rudolph's shiny new year is like this weird one with like a caveman and like a baby and like a guy in a, in like armor like what the fuck <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I have to ask you this if we're going to talk about, like, specials and technically movies. Uh, have you ever bear witness to the wonder that is the Star Wars holiday special? I've seen clips of it online, and it's just, yeah, that's that's a bad one. People thought people. <laughs> I heard people, people thought they hated canon, it. So. <laughs> people thought they hated Last Jedi. we got to watch, look that up. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I remember when they did the Star Wars um when they were on the Muppet show, that's like when I first got into star Wars and I was like, Oh yeah. And I got all scared when I, cause I was like only five or four and then Gonzo was dressing up as Darth Vader and that kind of scared me. Yeah. But then it's like, then return of the Jedi came out. And I watched, watched it in the theater. It was like my, my first movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, star Wars stuff. I, yeah, I don't, I, I didn't see that one. I don't think I could stomach it. I'm try- I've been trying to get through the, the the prequels with Connor, and Connor's like, I don't like these Star Wars. It's like, yeah, a lot of people don't. Yeah, he's smart. <laughs> and he's like, he was like, where's BB-8? And it's like, well, he's not in these. Sorry. There's stupid, don't worry. Just if George stupid... Lucas gets tired, he will add BB-8 to those original oh, yeah. when he re-remasters them. Well, I don't think he I don't think he owns the rights for for BB-8 in them. I don't think since he sold the company, and now he's like a billionaire for um all right so i think we're winding down here um thanks for your input um i'm gonna keep trudging along here with gotta contact some other people and see what their favorite christmas stuff is do you have any other christmas memories or music or anything like do you, um, do you used to go out to chris like go out to the movies on christmas day or anything like that I've only I only did like the Star Wars thing a couple times I guess because you know I'd I'd be stuck at home but I you know no no Star Wars movies this year because they blew their load in May with Solo. Yeah, they should have just like postponed it. I think people would have been more um, receptible like or acceptable of it. I guess um, if if it came out then I think they just kind of rushed it. It was too close to the Last Jedi and people still having a bitter taste of for whatever reason in that movie for that movie. Didn't want to. Everything yeah. was all right. I mean, I don't think well, it, I don't think it was in my top ten, but. Well, I'm noticing too. Like, uh, 
when uh, when Marvel first started that whole thing where they were throwing out their movies and they do the Thursday night premieres, it seemed like it's a big sneaky thing. But the last few times, and I guess Star Wars has lumped into this too. It's like you go, it's like everybody's in on the secret. It feels a little less special when you're being hoarded into the movies via groups because they like oversold like four theaters, you know, on Thursday night. Oh, you do like the opening night. I, yeah, I can't get there. Yeah. Nights. I'll do like a Saturday. I don't think Sunday I'm doing when, that. When yeah. someone can actually watch my kid. I, it'd be nice if I could finally, when he gets old enough to like start taking him to Star Wars movies and like, I'll take him out of school or something. <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to go. Yeah, hope. We're gonna go hopefully it's not like it's not like three hours long. That seems to be the the uh, standard bearing torch nowadays for movies, where it's like, you know, you go, it's like, oh, it's two and a half hours, and then there's cut scenes and mid credit scenes. Yeah, that's like I think I think the Avengers, the next one's gonna be Endgame. It's gonna be pretty. That's gonna be a long one. I think. I think that's gonna be close to probably three, but eh, I, I I think, definitely definitely two and a half. I think hours. I'm gonna just go take the day off from work and just shut off the phone and go during the day, not fight people on a Thursday night. Yeah. I mean, it's probably the way to go. I'll probably have to just stay off the internet and social media for a couple of days until I can go see it. without getting spoiled. Cause I'm sure it's, I luckily didn't get spoiled the last time I got spoiled for guardians, but that's like, I learned, learned my lesson to just like try to stay off social media and put old filters for everything. Yeah. It's like, all right, I just put in Solo, put in Ben Solo, put in <laughs> Kylo Ren. There's like tons of filters. It's probably like 100 filters, but then it's annoying having to delete, to delete them afterwards. After you see the movie, it's like, oh, okay. It's like, I wish there was a way to just people would shut their fuck up and not spoil the movie. And it's not even people. It's actually like news outlets that will say like, can't you believe what happened in the end credits for this? And it's a picture of somebody and it's like that happened with the walking dead recently. And it's like, I didn't care about the walking dead because I, I mean, I, I watch it, but it's still like, I don't care about getting yep. spoiled it, about, about it anymore. But like entertainment weekly, Hollywood reporter, those type of websites just put right in the freaking headlines. It's like, come well, on. It's just the worst is like, what was it? Uh, you know, I noticed this recently because was it nerdist? It's like, Anytime a trailer comes out, they have to make like five different posts analyzing each section of the trailer. It's like, yo, don't you realize we will get the answers when the movie is released? Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why people don't like the new Star Wars because they overanalyze the hell out of all of them. And it's like, if it's not the way of their theory, then they don't like it. And it's like, well, this is the way it should have been. And then they start bitching and moaning and... And it's like how backlash starts by this. It's it's almost like doing these trailers and then doing releasing so many trailers and then having people overanalyze it. It's almost the same way of like the the election season starting now in like two years. Yeah. And it's like the same way. And people are just sick of it when it finally when it finally comes here. It's like almost very similar. Oh yeah, well I, I know for a fact like when Deadpool was coming up, I was trying to watch, not watch the uh, trailers for Deadpool too, and I swear to you, eighty five percent of the movie that was pretty much you know boiled yeah, in the was... trailers, minus the one special scene that pretty much everybody was suggesting outside of trailers anyway. So <laughs> I pretty much knew what to expect. Yeah, I mean the trailers gave away some of this funny stuff, but I think I think in the end they had still had a, a fair amount of funny things especially the end credits for that i w- i think i was laughing the most for that i'm actually curious yeah. to see h- how they're going to do the pg13 the 
the Christmas version of it, I guess, with, with Fred Savage. I actually am just curious. Just, I just want to watch just all those scenes. Like, I don't want to watch Deadpool 2 over again. Like, I just want to watch Deadpool interacting with Fred Savage because all those trailers have been, like, hilarious. But I'm like, I wonder if they're just showing all those bits in the trailers. Yeah, well, I mean, I was, I was a little confused by why they did that anyway because you, know, you remember all the outcry, you know, at the beginning when the first movie was going to come out. They were like, oh, it has to be rated R. It has yeah. to be rated R. Now all of a sudden those same fans are cool with this PG-13 cut. Like, Well, I think, I think part that? of it, too, is they're donating a lot of it to Fuck Cancer, I think, the, the charity. Oh, so okay. It's kind of... It's actually a cool thing um, that they're doing that. I kind of wish they contacted me to just use my shirt uh, <laughs> that, yeah. that everyone stole my if stole my idea, but then it's not my idea, you know, IP, but whatever. <laughs> I what digress. you should have did was you should have bought an ad on Facebook and had Deadpool holding the shirt Make you know it totally make it look like it, it's a picture or Ryan Reynolds holding the shirt. Yeah, where it's not really Ryan Reynolds holding it, but you just pay for it and Facebook's like, cool, we'll take your money. We don't care that it's well, copyright that's, infringement. Well, that's how that's how my shirt became viral because everyone all of a sudden no one was really buying it, and then all of a sudden like I was getting like ten twenty sales a day. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then I find on Facebook that everyone has a picture of Ryan Reynolds wearing my shirt. And then people th actually thinking it's Ryan Reynolds. And it's like trying to like, and then it's like, and then I was donating some of the money towards, to some, to some charities like Stupid Cancer, I think I did, and uh, another one. But um, just to, just to show like, hey, I'm not, you know, completely making money off of cancer, but um <laughs> Yeah, so I donated at least like six hundred dollars, um, to, cool. to some charities and stuff. But yeah, I made some money off of it from it going viral. I mean, I probably could have made a shit ton more money, and then probably would have been an even bigger target on my back if uh, if people found out. But um, I guess I mean the worst case scenario just tell me to take the shirt down, which has happened once before, and I know it's put back up. But anyway, <laughs> um. All right, so it's, we're kind of way off topic here. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my that's my role. That's, yeah, that's, that's our that's, role. That's, you know? all, that's my thing too, you know. Um, but it was a, yeah, it was a good conversation. Uh, we got some Christmas stuff in there. Talk some about some other stuff. But uh, all right, you have a good night. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for talking. No problem, man. All right, later. All right, so now we're going to be talking with Joe. You might know him as Creature of War on the website, and he just saw a Christmas vacation screening at, in Pittsburgh. So we talk a little bit about that, and then we just talk about some more music and movies around the holidays. So here's Joe. All right. So welcome to the Rejunk Podcast. This is Joe. You might know him as Creature of War. Oh, don't give out my secret identity. You know, I have to protect my family. Oh, right. Well, I didn't say, like, where your address was or anything. All right. Well, I guess I'll have to live with just knowing that I'm Joe. Yeah, you're just Joe. Um, and, and the only Joe that ever comments on anything on Read Junk. <laughs> no, there's, like, one or two other people. Yeah, but no other Joes. Um, so we're doing a Christmas-themed episode where I'm asking just all my friends, uh, what is, like, your go-to Christmas movie that you have to watch every year? And then also, 
like what are some Christmas albums and songs that you have to listen to? So I don't know which one you want to go with first. Well, it's topical tonight because obviously one of my favorite movies that I went to see in theaters is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's what the go-to for us, me and my wife. So we both went out, traveled to Pittsburgh, and went and seen it on the big screen for the first time because I was too young to see it when it first came out. Oh, wow, really? I saw it in the theater when it came out. That shows how older older than I am than you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're a couple years, right? You know, yeah. decade or so. <laughs> I'm 40. I don't know. Um, so, I mean, how was the experience? Was it like sold out and kind of... It was sold out, and they had to add another showing. We went to the 7.30 showing, and they added an 8 o'clock showing because there were so many people that were interested in it. But I pre-ordered the tickets online, like, beginning of November because I've been to some of the classic movie stuff out there, and it gets pretty sold out quickly. Was it, like, a fandom kind of thing, or is, like... It was at the the AMC theaters, but the fandom things are kind of different, but it was like that. Okay. They just... I guess they started doing it this year, as far as I know, and they were playing movies like Polar Express and Elf and A Christmas Story. You don't like Polar Express? You don't like the kid in it that's always running around like, I don't know where I got to I don't know. I watched it, I think, for the first time last year, and I'm like, yeah, there's a reason why I didn't want to watch it. It's just so weird. And just like, it's not very good. Like, it's just, they're just on a fucking train the entire time. (laughs) It's a magical train with Tom Hanks. Playing Tom Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, (laughs) starring Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks. Uh, (laughs) And then, like, all these, just, it's like that movie where they didn't get the animation just right yet with the CGI with the mouths moving and the eyes. And it just looks like they all look dead inside. Like, what was the other one? Um, was it Arthur Saves Christmas or something like that? It's like that same kind of style. Uh, I didn't see that just one. like a weird, weird, you know, like video game CGI. Yeah, that one came out like a couple of years ago too, right? Yeah, I think so. I never, okay. I've seen it on TV just recently. I never watched the whole thing. It's like, yeah, don't think this is for me. Um, But was it like, was everyone just like cracking up laughing in the theater or watching it for, I mean, were a lot of people watching it for the first time or, I don't know, or just probably There was a pretty, pretty wide variety in the audience. I mean, you had some, there was a couple of families that brought their younger kids that probably maybe have seen it at home a couple of times or on TV because they run it a lot. But for the most part, you know, there was people seemed like everyone seen it because they were preparing for all the the jokes in the movie and you know when cousin eddie comes in he's fan favorite and people were clapping for him and then it just kind of started getting goofy and he just lightened the mood of everything more slapsticky with it what's your uh, everyone got more excited with it what's your favorite what's your favorite scene from the movie (sighs) my favorite scene from the movie would probably have to be the breakdown (laughs) the end when everything goes bad (laughs) yeah yeah, that's... that part, and then I, I, when Cousin Eddie first appears, and he's just, you know, Clark's going down the family line because he got the lights on, and then all of a sudden there's Cousin Eddie, and he's just like, Cousin Eddie, what, what are you doing here, Eddie? Yeah, <laughs> that that whole scene where he's like, choo, 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 and does and is beating the shit out of the Santa Claus, I'm like, that's that <laughs> that resonates with me very well. Um, yeah, my my dad would. That movie, like the whole movie, was a lot of stuff like that. Like I thought about my dad because it's like he 
he fell off the roof, I think, once or twice. He's gotten electrocuted <laughs> doing the Christmas lights. He would blow out, blow tons of fuses with the house because he. Did you? We could see the Christmas. We could see our house from the highway. It's like. Did you have away. to go with him to check every single bulb individually? No, but uh, we saw my brother and I were there when he was checking the bulbs and plugging each one in, and he got like a like a huge shock. And he jumped backwards, and my brother and I were just like, had our mouths open, just like, oh, what do we do? <laughs> I, I think that's what makes that, that movie great, is that there's always scenes that people can relate to yeah. stuff, like the turkey scene. The turkey scene. Uh, that, that happened to my family when oh. they put the turkey in too long, and it was just so dehydrated, and probably one of the reasons it turned me from eating turkey. Oh, but yeah, that, that thankfully didn't happen to us, but definitely like... Big the the tree was another thing of getting gigantic trees because my my grandfather had like a tree farm so we would go get one of those trees every year so my dad would just get these ginormous freaking trees that we could barely put it on our minivan and then it's like you had to keep trimming it off trimming it off <laughs> because it, it couldn't fit did in the ever, house. Did he ever forget a saw? Maybe I mean we usually just use a chainsaw from the. I I wasn't allowed to use a chainsaw, but <laughs> you probably always wanted to. I always Come wanted on, to. My mom's like, no, and even like still, like my uncles are like, no, your mom will yell at me. I'm like, I'm fucking forty years old. <laughs> as long as he's alive, nope. <laughs> your uncle's not letting it happen. And um, I don't know if I, I I don't know if we had a ro- like a squirrel or something in in the tree, but it seemed it's it would seem very likely that we probably did since we. Get we had a Christmas me. bat. We had a Christmas bat flying around oh. in my grandma's house. It was everyone was trying to hit it with the broom and get it out, and then it's just like, just open the door, it'll fly right out. And it's it did. A Batman Christmas. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I just watched that episode of Batman the Animated Series the other day. Oh, which the Christmas episode? Joker one that had the the Jingle Bells Batman Smells song. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I I've Was watched a few girl? episodes when I, when I since I got the the set, but I haven't watched it fully yet because it was like then it turned Christmas time and I started watching that and my wife and mm-hmm. I just been rewatching Game of Thrones, so it's kind of uh, I even kind of stopping us from watching as many Christmas movies because I I mean I did a top ten list um, today of just all my Christmas movies that I liked. I'm like I had Christmas Vacation is number one. That's still that still is I still laugh out loud watching it every year. Um, I probably probably put for me top five. Number one, Christmas Vacation. Number two is probably Christmas Story. No, uh, I have number. I have that at number seven just because I've seen it so many times. It's kind of been bumped. I, I love it, and it's it's all relatable to me with a lot of those scenes, like uh, Christmas Vacation. It's just like going out and couldn't have a BB gun when I was a kid because of that same reason, and. You know, yeah. dressing up like his brother that you can't move and you have to go wait for the bus. And it's just I like, can't. how am I going to get on the bus? Well, that I, that I can definitely relate to. Like, <laughs> I can't put my arms down. <laughs> Elf's probably third. And that's more of my most recent ones on my list because I never really liked Will Ferrell until watching Elf. And then I started oh, really? liking him. Yeah, Elf is number two. That one, that one, I still laugh every year watching that, and it hasn't gotten stale yet watching it. But it's like, and you find different things each year watching for some of these movies. You just pick out little things that you have you missed last year or you mm-hmm. just forget. So, I yeah, mean, you just forget them. 
Yeah, and I had I had Home Alone two and Home Alone next, but yeah, Home Alone's definitely another one that's our go-to. That's probably after Elf, and then I'm going to throw in for my fifth one is a tradition that me and my friend used to do from you know high school days on. We would always watch Dawn of the Dead, the original, right before Christmas. Dawn of the Dead, yes. And all the people that argue about like does it take place during Christmas? No, not at all. Oh, so it's just just one movie that you would watch. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it's one of those things. Like, if it's a Christmas movie to you, and you watch it for Christmas, then it counts. Like Die Hard, people are having the argument with Die Hard. Who cares if you watch it for Christmas? If you, you know, want to decide to watch, like, I yeah. don't know, Water the Water Boy every year with your family for Christmas, then I it's, guess it's a like, Christmas movie. Yeah, some of my some of my Jewish friends are probably like they just watch whatever during the season. crazy nights over and over again. Well, no, not that, <laughs> but just like a movie that they. It's just like a habit. It's almost like watching The Godfather during Christmas because it's always yeah. airing during that time. So you just watch Godfather during Christmas time. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's Christmas in in the movie at some point. It's like five hours long, but <laughs> yeah, it goes through the whole year. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, and then switching gears to from movies to music. Um, is there, what are some albums that you like and you, you need to listen to, or what's it like in your playlist that you have to listen to? Well, music? going all, all the way back and I would always avoid the traditional stuff, for, you know, growing up and you know how you are when you're a kid, sometimes you're just like, eh, I don't want to listen to what my parents listen to. So yeah. I, I avoided a lot of the older stuff and then you hear it everywhere. So when winter wonderland came out by MU three thirty, that's like every year, is the first album I'll listen to for Christmas time because it was my type of music and it yeah. still had, you know, ska punk and little traditional stuff. Did you ever get the, the Toasters album that was the Christmas Christmas ska one? No, I don't think I ever got the full album. Probably a couple of the songs here and there, but okay. I don't remember what was on it. Yeah, it was kind that of was an out-of-print one. one, and I think my dad snagged one when we went to visit Moon Records one time, and then my dad would just play it every year. It's like... I liked. There was a few songs I liked, like um, Sledge singing like "Sleigh Ride" was good, and like Rudy was in jail or something was. <laughs> oh. and there's a lot of songs too. I was just out for lunch at where was I at the other day? Red Robin, I think. And I'm sitting in there, we're eating our burgers, and they're playing Christmas time. It sure doesn't feel like it by the Mighty Mighty Boston. <laughs> it's like oh. such a random thing out yeah, of nowhere. Well, like wow, that's kind of cool. I like the other. But, yeah. I like the other Boston's Christmas song. Um, was it time of year? Or something? Yeah, this time of year. Yeah, this time mm-hmm. of year. Yeah, yeah. I like that one better because the other one's like one slower, right? Yeah, one of them's one of them's more like depressing and kind of against Christmas, and then one of them's more like how much they like Christmas. So they yeah. had the both sides of the coin with this. But and then I, you know, now when we're doing our traditional stuff around the house or decorating and stuff like that. It, I kind of go for the older traditional stuff now, like Bing Crosby, you yeah. know, White Christmas and you know, those type of songs. But, <laughs> then I also go with uh, the Johnny Cash Christmas album. <laughs> I don't really, I haven't listened to Johnny Cash Christmas. Yeah. It's, I know, it's, Johnny my dad, Cash Christmas song. It's like my dad, I guess the country stuff was the Gene Autry stuff. I was, uh, that's oh, yeah. well, that's my dad got that one like the cassette one year at a garage sale and then we just would listen to that looking at Christmas lights in the car and and uh and now it's like I that's like my go to I have to listen as soon as like Thanksgiving hits I 
listen to Gene Autry. It's like I used to hate it, and now it's like it's like you were saying yeah, before. Yeah. It's like you get older and you appreciate it more now. Yeah, it's all the the variety. Like my my pop was a big Hank Williams fan, so I always kind of grew up, uh, and that was one of the ones I liked listening to was Hank Williams. And you get a lot of that stuff that's just like, oh, well, like the traditional Christmas songs. It's, I don't want to hear that. Like I don't want to listen to Frank Sinatra and and Crosby and. Yeah, it's like then your grandparents. Now, now you're listening to it. <laughs> you're like, wow, yeah, there's a reason they listen to it because it's better than most of the other stuff that's out there, like the Wham Christmas, Last Christmas, like really? <laughs> hey, I, I like it. <laughs> I, I'm sure you do. I like a wide variety. The one the one Christmas song I cannot stand is um, the Paul McCartney one. Like Christmas uh, time song one, yeah. It's I, like, See, I actually like that with the Paul McCartney and Wings. It was, um, oh, what's the name of the song now? I just listened to it because I forgot for the longest time that it was him. And I'm like, I've always liked that song. Yeah. Yeah, that one. It's just like, click, I don't, I'm not listening to that. And it's the same thing with like Bruce Springsteen, too. It's like, it's like, yeah, you listen to him once and then it's, it's just like, it's all right, get on with it. <laughs> The uh, the Real Big Fish Christmas EP from a couple of years ago. That's like kind of classic Real Big Fish doing the Less Than Jake thing, covering you know Grandma got run over yeah, by a reindeer. Yeah. And, they didn't know, do. I mean, they only did that on a seven inch, right? Or did they do? Did they redo that one? Because I remember that was on a, was on a seven inch and it was kind of crappy quality. So I don't know if Less Than no, Jake. No, that was a redone one. Oh, okay. you talking about Less Than Jake or yeah, Real Big Jake. Fish? Yeah, Less Than Jake. That I would say that they'd probably have done it digitally, but you know, most of the stuff that I have from there was on random like compilations or okay. how it was goodbye blue and white. I don't, does it have any of the Christmas ones on it? I can't remember. I don't remember. There's so many albums that Lesson Jake put out. So it's... But I think most of the stuff I just have random songs from it and put it together because I never, I was never a vinyl guy, so yeah, I never listened and collected that stuff. And when I'd see singles and like vinyl stuff at the shows. I just be like, I don't want that. I'm not going to listen to it. I, I did <laughs> have a brief, brief phase with the vinyl kind of stuff getting seven inches because it wasn't available on CD. So then I was like, well, my parents have a record player. Yeah. I'll, I'll listen to it. But then at some point I ended up just either I ripped them somehow or, and then just sold all my vinyl. I'm like, I don't yeah. want, it's so impractical. Yeah. Finding someone to rip it. It's just like, I'll just go with that. And one way or another, you could find someone that had decent quality of it. Yeah, I'm um, yeah, more so much more digital. It's easier and much more portable. It's hard yeah. to take your vinyl collection with you. It's it's so much easier to make playlists and things now instead of making mixtapes and that put Christmas stuff and just any yeah. type of mix. Really, I don't I don't find with making Spotify playlists and then now I have a new iPhone. I can put on tons of music on just one device. I used to have the, I just got rid of my, well, I don't, I didn't get rid of it, but it's like, I stopped putting music on my iPod classic just cause it's, they stopped making them and I ran out of space. Yeah, it's kind of obsolete <laughs> now you think. Yeah. Yeah. It's like with my phone, my phone's the most, you know, my travel music is all on that. I got thousands of songs on there and I just kind of put it on shuffle or if I want to just listen to a certain album, you know, it's kind of cherry picked all my good stuff and put on, yeah, I just I, I for whatever I just can't listen to like albums anymore. It's just just shuffle of like five thousand songs. Like, I make a big huge all my favorite songs. It's like five thousand songs or something like that. And then it just I know it, I'm weird because when I'm at work, 
I, I only want to listen to albums, but you know, I'll make, I have a couple playlists or something or I'll go with like, Hey, I want to listen to like nineties rock. And that's kind of like a go-to thing or cover songs or something like that. But yeah. when I'm at work and I'm listening, I'll, I'll almost, that's the only time that I ever listen to full albums unless I'm in my car or something. And I'm just like, Hey, I want to listen to Van Halen 1984 or something. I'm like, all right, let's go. But it's, yeah, I guess it's tough now with my car and the iPhone is like I have to tell Siri to put on an album because um, the iPod Classic I used I was used to be able to hook it into a USB and then have it go mm-hmm. through the little screen thing and then I can go through this yeah, just using my stereo. But now I can't do that, so it's like almost like when I have a like impulse to listen to something, I go, hey Siri, can you put on like Bad Religion, you know, or something like that? You know. It's, yeah. Speaking of me, religion, I mean, do, you, do you like do you like their Christmas Christmas album? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, that's for one the of the newer ones. Did it for, it's just like I forgot about that. Yeah, I have yeah. that, and it's it, it's true because those songs, no matter what religion or non-religion, the songs are good songs. They have structure yeah. to them and the harmonies to them and what they said about them. Is hey, we all like these songs, even though it's not our thing. We want to make a Christmas album. It's kind of funny, but it's kind of because we like the song. Yeah, it's like almost like I don't mind those like those some of those Christmas songs because I listen to them when like I think like the old Disney record. Another going back to vinyl, I had a Disney record with some of those like Christmas religious songs, and then that was like but but sung by like. I don't know. It wasn't John Denver, but it was somebody else um, that was singing for the Disney, uh, for Disney stuff. So I would listen to that. So mm-hmm. so listening to Bad Religion do these songs, I'm like, oh, it sounds alright. And I, like, and at the same time, it's like if I was at the, if I had to go to church and like be forced to go to church because I'm not gonna go by myself. Um, but I would I would do the mass just to hear the, some of the music, I guess. But, yeah, the thing, some of the, like I go back and this is kind of totally 80s for us 80s kids is i remember that they had a california raisins christmas special and i always loved their version that they did of we three kings (laughs) it kind of had like the soprano voice and stuff in front of the raisins and just like that that. do you remember do you remember pac-man christmas oh no i don't remember that i i know what you're talking about but that's you know like going back to the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas classic. Oh. It was actually that was on that was just on TV like two weeks wow, ago really? for the first time I've ever seen it on TV since I was a kid and it originally aired. I, I can't remember if it was like AMC or something had it on late night. Like, oh. What the heck is this? this I'm about awesome. to look that up. I don't remember. I, I mean, I probably saw it back when it aired. I remember there was a there was a cartoon that I can't find, but it was for the BC. Like it was for BC the cart uh, the the comic strip and that was it like it was like a Christmas special, and it was like sometime in eighties. Uh, so I don't remember it, but I don't remember anything about it. It might be on YouTube. Yeah, everything's on YouTube. Yeah, they don't it's like I like watching these following the the animated shorts for Disney. They would have like the Christmas like specials too. So they have some of those from like nineteen eighty three and eighty six mm-hmm. that I remember watching on TV and it had all the good like Donald Duck and like going against uh, Chip, and, Chip and Dale for Christmas presents and stuff. Like I always like watching that kind of stuff too, you know, getting away from throw out there that now that I'm thinking of it too, I can't forget about the original Grinch cartoon is one of my favorites since I was a kid. Yeah. But I, I was like, I've been having this debate with other people about whether or not it's considered a movie or not, because it's not over an hour. I think it's like, I think it's only well, a half well, hour, can... right? 
what would you consider it? Yeah, it's probably like 23, consider, 27 minutes. I consider that like Rudolph and um, like some other thing, like just TV specials. Because it's like, yeah. like Shrek the Halls, so I, li- I like that one a lot. And that's only a... Well, you can consider it an animated short, but yeah. it's that, that and like the Charlie Brown Christmas stuff, those are all... That's all like TV you know, we watch. We usually watch those. Yeah. We usually watch those two together, so it equals almost fifty minutes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I love watching. Um, well, I actually don't like watching the cartoon as much as I like listening to the music. But I listen to the music yeah. all around uh, from Vince Guaraldi. Yeah, yeah. That's just do you a, like the Jim Carrey Grinch movie? No, no. I think I watched. You don't it. like I, that. I think I watched it once, and I was like, "Yeah, this is, I like Jim Carrey, but not for everything." That's that was not one of them. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I, actually, I like they extended it and did the backstory a little bit, and you know, wasn't bad. I don't know. I'm still. I still like. I still like the original cartoon, but I'm actually curious about the new movie that just came out with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't heard anything about it really. Yeah, I know mean, a lot of people that said they wanted to see it, but I guess it's you know young Grinch. And I'm and I'm sure I'm gonna get this stuff to review like after Christmas, which like, I've done that in the past, where it's like after I'm done out all like Christmas out, and then I have to like watch review all these <laughs> movies that are like Christmas. I'm like uh-huh. I'm like, well, I want to own it, but I just don't want to watch it now. <laughs> like That's doing, the price you pay, Brian. The price you pay. Price I pay to get free movies. It's like, oh, it's like, oh why him was one. month of Christmas. <laughs> Office Christmas Party was another one. Like, it was like that one and why him were like, I got both these movies, like Christmas movies. And it was in January. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to review these now. <laughs> you were celebrating Russian Orthodox. Yeah, yeah. And like Bad Santa 2. That was another one. I was like, which I, I, for those movies, I, I guess like Bad Santa and Bad Santa 2, I guess you can watch them other times. Because they're not, they're, yeah, like, no, they're really kind of crispy, so but I don't know. It's like in Arizona, so it doesn't it doesn't snow there. <laughs> yeah, he's a mall fan, and that's about as Christmas themed as it gets. Yeah. <coughs> All right, um, it's getting late, and I think we got to go to sleep because we got to work tomorrow, right? Are you are you off tomorrow? I'm off tomorrow. Oh, I have yep. half a day. Um. <laughs> that's what my wife has she's got a half a day because she wasn't sure you know how late we'd get back and yeah movie started at 7 30 so it's only one an hour and a half so but, yeah, i guess it was perfect timing that i i hit you up after seeing the movie tonight See? yep um, definitely like i said thematic yeah well i'll have to get you on the podcast again and we'll like actually do like a full like show of just you and me talking um about yeah. whatever but... I knew you said about it and i've just been you know how it is with the holidays so much stuff yeah. going on so we'll definitely whatever you want to go on about some comic stuff and some yeah yeah other movies and other random stuff um yeah because i was like this all of a sudden like i'm like oh i should do a, like just call up random like well some friends that are into it and just ask them about and just shoot the shit and I think it would be a yeah, fun we, podcast because I haven't done one like a month so it's, it's been it's a while. an anthology of Christmas friends stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's also just it's a good time to reach out to friends and <laughs> There you go. And, and anyone that's listening that doesn't want to listen to a particular person you just it's get like, the head yeah, 20 like, oh, this guy, you're good to go. This guy sucks. Let's but... fast forward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you have a good one. I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. 
All right. All right. Happy holidays. Anyways, you too. Bye-bye. Next, we'll be talking with Brian, my friend, uh, who I met at Apple Stomp a few years ago, many years ago, I guess. Um, but he he has his own picks for Christmas movie and music and stuff like that. So here's Brian. Okay, so the episode is Christmas movies and Christmas music and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not sure if you're totally into that or or what. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, so what's like your go-to movie? Uh, go-to movie is Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, my sister and I would watch it every Christmas Eve. So I think it came out in, I think, 92. So, so 93 till last year. Um, the only year that we wouldn't have was two years ago when I was at my um, in-laws on Christmas Eve, which I will be this year, but I will yeah. bring bringing my copy to watch it over there I, I don't know i only watched like the first time like last year and it was it was okay i mean i think i prefer the mickey's christmas one <laughs> the animated yeah one. we would watch yeah we'd watch that one too the half hour one um it just was the right time because in 92 i would have been three going on four so that's my first like real <clears throat> muppet introduction uh, um okay. so it, it sticks with me in that sense and yeah, I mean, I like the other Muppet movies, but that one I was like, I don't know, I just didn't like that one as much. Um, well, I did have Michael another Payne good one, it, it, Mike Payne's awesome in it. Um, another good one is, um, you can find it on YouTube usually, it's the Muppet Family Christmas. That's from the 80s, and that has um, the Sesame, a bunch of Sesame Street characters John and, um, Fra- and Fraggle Rocks, too. Oh, wow. Well, I, I've probably seen that live since I was into Fraggle Rock and, and that stuff, Muppets from growing up in the 80s. Yeah, the the plot is that the um, the uh, the inventor guy from Fraggle Rock, he's trying to get away for the holidays, and he rents so like an initial Airbnb situation. He rents Fozzie's mom's house, but then Fozzie and all the Muppets show up to the house, and um, his peace and quiet uh, Christmas doesn't happen as they get snowed in. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to look that up now because I'm very curious. Maybe my son will actually like it, but I don't know. He hasn't really been in the Muppet. Fraggle Rock face. I keep trying to show him Fraggle Rock and Muppets, but he's like, yeah, it's like it's not dinosaurs or anything. So it's... Um, and there was another movie that you, you posted on Facebook yesterday to me. Uh, so I, I mentioned In Bruges, yeah. um, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, I would love it to become the new Die Hard in terms of um, you know action movie that's Christmas. Um, it absolutely takes place at Christmas. Um, other than that, it's not too Christmas heavy in the plot, but yeah. it takes place in Bruges, Belgium at Christmas time. Uh, it's a very lovely looking medieval city with snow all around. Um, and it's one that I'm trying to work in more every year for Christmas. Um, but I haven't quite gotten into the tradition cause I don't want to overdo it with that movie yet. Yeah. That's kind of like a non Christmas Christmas movie in a sense. It's like the mm-hmm. same way with Die Hard. Yeah. Like you said, it's I've I'm, I've only seen it like once or twice, and it's dark too. So it's like, but with those kind of movies, you can watch them any time. Though it's like some people, I don't know why people would save Die Hard for Christmas time. I don't know. It's it came out in July. So yeah, no. Um, I I, I said the difference with Die Hard, and I would also the other one I always throw in is uh, Gremlins. Is that you know yeah. Christmas is related to their plot. 
Um, as it was pointed out in BoJack Horseman, um, because John McClane was alone on Christmas, he was able to save the day. If he had a family, <laughs> if he was still with his family, he wouldn't have been able. He wouldn't have been there to save the day. So it does matter in that sense. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a lot of arguments saying that it could be a Christmas movie, and then they released that trailer the other day where it made it into like a full-on Christmas movie. It was really funny. They're like the greatest Christmas movie ever told. And, <laughs> Um, I'm like, well, I guess they confirmed it then, even though other people say it's not a Christmas movie. Um, I think that I think it's one out at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think people was like, and, and when it all comes down to it, it's like whatever movie you watch during the holidays, like it could be The Godfather or something like that. That's always on TV every Christmas time, yeah, holiday time. You know, it's 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 people are gonna watch whatever they're gonna watch during that time. You know, it's. it's it, for me, it's always from Thanksgiving on till about right after Christmas or New Year's, I'll watch Christmas movies. And it'll be like Elf and Christmas Vacation and like the usual mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, but I don't usually watch Die Hard and stuff like that because I, I, I have to watch all three of them. I get, would Die Hard, Die Hard 2 is during Christmas time or is that just the winter? Um, I don't remember because they're at the airport for that one. Yeah, um, no. But... So I assume that they may have tried to get it. Uh, one of the Lethal Weapons is Christmas, I know. Yeah, the first one. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think Trading Places is too. So yes. yeah, there was like, like that, that that like era. There was a whole bunch of that. Um, so it was actually really interesting. Uh, last year on my Facebook, I counted down my 25 favorite Christmas episodes of TV shows. Yeah. And this year, I was going to do my favorite movies. And I started to make a list, and I was like, oh, it's really hard to get 25 Christmas movies that I enjoy. You know, I yeah. got to, like, 12, and I hit a wall because I, I didn't want to include any, like, half-hour specials. And then it's, there's a lot of really terrible ones out there. Yeah, I would, I've been talking with other people about that, too, like, as far as I don't – like, the TV specials, I consider TV specials and not movies because mm-hmm. it's, it's only a half-hour or not even an hour. Like, Rudolph – the Grinch, forty minutes, yeah. Frosty the Snowman. I mean, the, the year without Santa Claus. That's I consider that one movie, I guess, but because um, it's like an hour and twenty or something like that. But, um, but yeah, it was really hard coming up with just a top ten. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I enjoy. You know, I've, I've seen Love Actually. I enjoyed it. I, it was high on that list because you know I just couldn't get too many others above it, and that's with throwing in. <laughs> the diehards and gremlins and in Bruges and yeah. you know, ones that I'm really you know, forcing to be Christmas movies. Uh, Cause after, you know, Muppets and elf and the Santa Claus and Scrooge, you know, there starts to be in crucifixion. There starts to be a drop off quickly. Yeah. It's, it's like my, my top 10 and kind of in the back, the back five is like old, the older movies, Christmas story and uh, mm-hmm. miracle on 34th yeah. street. And, uh, and, uh, Babes in Toyland with Ron Hardy, Martin the Wooden Soldier, I call it, but because it was I had like two different names, but it's mm-hmm. it's, just, it's such a weird movie that one. But um, yeah, you start getting to like the obscure stuff when you cut when you start making a list. It's like wow. Oh, yeah. At what point do you put Jingle All the Way on, and you have to be you know sincere that and I guess it's in my top twenty five favorite Christmas movies. Yeah, I don't know. I don't honestly can think I, if I can list more than twenty of actual ones that I watch. I mean, there's Jingle All Way, there's the Harold and Kumar Christmas. There's like ones that are like, yeah, it exists. It's not a, uh, you know, not a good movie, some of them, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there any type of music that you like, like that you have to listen to during the holidays? 
Oh yeah, every year I break out my punk and ska um, Christmas playlist. Uh, you know, it's 50, 60 songs or something like that at this point. Is it like what Toasters or MEP30? Those two albums. Um, now the new Goldfinger one I added this year. Yeah, that was. Um, I don't have all of Oi to the World the Vandals, but I have that song and the No Doubt cover, which I love. Uh, Jimmy World does Last Christmas. Um, there's two Boston songs. There's a Big D song. Um, Dropkick a couple of years ago had one. So it's it's an right, ever growing yeah. list, which has been enjoyable. Um, last year, Mustard Plug put out and uh, they re-recorded uh, Real Rap Bastard and made it Real True Santa. So that was one that I got to add. Oh, I don't think I knew um, that one. I didn't think I got. They that just one. they dropped it like on Christmas or something oh, like okay. that. Yeah, I, I might be able to find the file and send it over. It's just okay. the exact same thing as Real Rap Bastard, but it's you know you told me there's no real true Santa. I'm telling you, I can't believe it's true. Um, so it's a fun song. And then Mad Caddies released a new one just like last week. Yeah, that was pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, and of course the the Bad Religion Christmas album is. Yes. I think it's excellent. It's some of their best songs they've ever done. Yeah, who would have um, thought? <laughs> yeah. All, all jokes aside, I mean, I know they did it for that reason, but they know that those are really like powerful songs and that they could put an interesting twist on them that I love. Yeah, I mean, I think they should do some more, honestly. <laughs> um, I'm trying to yeah, think. Yeah, well, they also did uh, they covered Father Christmas, which I like too. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other Scout Punk bands that, I mean, there's Goldfinger. Yeah, we talked about them. Um, Lesson Jake has. Um, I'm getting nothing for Christmas, and then a very low quality. Uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Yeah, I was and talking to my friend about Fish that. Put out that. Real big fish put out that terrible one a couple of years ago that they knew was bad, but um, has like one or two decent on it. Yeah, there's some good ones. I mean, my my friend Joe says he likes that one, and I like a few songs from it. But and I remember I saw them the January after it came out, and they were already making fun of it because <laughs> I think they, I think they knew how rushed it was, and just yeah. And then MXPX keeps releasing stuff like every month or every well, every month too, but it's like lately it's releasing new material. But I think they just released some more Christmas songs. They've had another, they've had plenty of stuff over the years of Christmas songs, so that's always a good one. Um, the Pogues, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've listened to a um, year-round Christmas podcast that is occasionally about Christmas. Uh, it is called Felice Nobby Pod. <laughs> it is hosted by uh, Tony Saxton, who was the drummer of Motion City Soundtrack, okay. um, which is a band I don't really have any opinion about one way or the other. But it started out as him, um, and you know he he has a bunch of like his own Christmas songs he has mixed into it. Um, and then over time, he added a co-host, a uh, guy named Todd Cooper, who doesn't like Christmas um, <laughs> because he used to work in retail. And, you know, occasionally they talk about Christmas. It's gone really off the rails over the past couple of years. But around this time of year, they're getting it more Christmassy. Um, they do an annual trip to buy a live Christmas tree with uh, comedian Matt Gourley. Um, so it's always, if you're looking for something Christmassy, it's a good fun one. Uh, they play a couple games on it. And yeah. Okay, cool. I'll check it out. Um, yeah, a, a game I'd recommend if you're ever at a party is um, that they do is trying to get to match the uh, young Michael Jackson on Santa Claus is coming to town, his high pitch um, there. See if you can match it. That's how the hell they come up with that game. 
They also do a low one. Uh, the uh, singer Thurl Ravenscroft, who was the singer in Your Me and Women's Mr. Grinch, they have a nice low Christmas song of his to try to match, which is impossible, but fun yeah. to hear everyone try. All right. So that's thanks for your input. I gotta gotta move it along. We got I got a few more people gotta Absolutely. talk to. Yeah, yeah. So, but thanks for. Uh, it's like Santa. It's like Santa visiting all the girls and boys. But yeah. you got me very excited for my Christmas break coming up. Yeah, I, I just I'm about to hit it just now. Uh, but uh, yeah. All right. Thanks a lot. So this episode will probably be out in a couple, probably tomorrow. But this could be like just everyone. So so far, a few people said Christmas Vacation. You're the first to say mm-hmm. the Muppets Christmas Carol movie. So that was kind of uh, <laughs> that's why it's like I wanted to talk to you. So I'm like, all right, that's going to be a different a different opinion for once because <laughs> everyone's got this oh, yeah. kind of Home Alone Elf Christmas Vacation is like the the top three. But all right, um, thanks all right. a lot. Yeah, happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Bye bye. See ya. I mean, I guess if I'm going to do a podcast, I should be talking with my brother, uh, Matt. I mean, we're pretty much identical. We're identical twins, but we have identical likes and stuff as well. But uh, So we talk a little bit about, about that and some other things. So here's my brother, Matt. Welcome to the podcast. We are going to be doing, we're talking about Christmas movies and Christmas albums and things like that. So I'm sure we have a very similar... Uh, taste so what do you think is your what do you think is your number one christmas movie i think my go-to is christmas vacation with chevy chase okay just remember seeing that in a the theater and uh dad's actually wearing the same shirt right. as chevy chase in the movie when he's putting up the ornaments and that kind of brings us to how we kind of grew up with christmas chaos and decorating the house and all the shenanigans that happen with before and after and during the holidays and then the trees, the Christmas lights. Yeah. And then there's other things that I, I like go, tend to go through a list of movies and it's not like my, my favorite is Christmas vacation, but then I have to watch like home alone and home alone Two, And then, Oh, even love actually, even though it's kind of like a, it's a I have that in my top flick, five. but it's, yeah. but it's, but it's kind of like a, some of it's kind of a bummer. It's a little bit downer with stuff like with Liam Neeson yeah. and then the Laura Linney's character with the, the brother that's yeah. got like, can you issues cut, cut in them the out. home. <laughs> and just cut, what? Just cut those characters out, yeah. Yeah, cut them out. But then but then even with the, the uh, Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman yeah. um, character, it's like, what happens? It seems like they uh, get divorced or whatever. So that's kind of a bummer, too. So it's really not a whole. And then Andrew Lincoln's a fucking creep. <laughs> yeah. Carl. Carl. I love you, Carl. Carl. Um, so that's kind of a bummer, too. So it's, it's, it's kind of like the antithesis Christmas film but it, I, I tend to like it because it it's london, london. and it's around the time that we were going there all the time uh, and visiting so it kind of brings me back for that i actually didn't get a chance to watch that one yet so maybe i will uh i watched, still got a couple days before i watched that when i had the flu so it's kind of just like and on top of that i like to uh on top of that i like to go to like the the tv shows i have a i made an email list that I always refer to every year of all the episodes and the episode numbers so I can seek them out, like home improvement Christmas episodes and Mary with Children and um, Family Guy and News Radio, The Office. 
couple of those, you know, wings, a few of those like old classic TV shows that yeah. are nice to put on because they're not time consuming, like an hour and a half commitment to a movie. Uh, I so haven't I like gone those. that dedicated like with that. the TV stuff yet. I mean, it's some, some, I watched some family guy this year, but I, I've still have to watch the one that, uh, when they go up to the North pole and, and then like they talk to Canadians like, Oh, you can take my leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just watched that the other night. Yeah, I put yeah. that on, and it's, that's very sick and disturbing with the episode with them yeah. taking over for Santa and like they're killing, killing a killing family, family and it's being the wrong house. <laughs> and then it's, then it's like the wrong, then it's the wrong house they even went went to to begin with. I have to watch um, that one. So that's Connor, very sick and dis- <laughs> no, maybe not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that. Um, yeah, he's what's seen another it one? Like I was. I was watching like uh, some of the Disney stuff on YouTube with the like Chip and Dale and stuff they used to. Nineteen eighty three specials, I think they had. Yeah, the the low the low early eighties uh, specials. So it's it's always one of those things that I have to watch to get in the mood, and not necessarily uh, have any decorations up because I'm in the middle of getting ready for a move. But uh, oh. I like to at least watch that stuff to get prepared. Yeah. Yeah, we just have a tree, and that's about it. We don't have nothing too crazy. It's, Next year, I'll be able to get all uh, Chevy Chase out with my place and decorate things to whatever I want to do. Put a tree and decorate the windows and the lights and all that stuff. Make it cozy. Well, uh, well the, I mean, Christmas going back to Christmas vacation, it was always it was fun picking out the trees every year with mom and dad, and then they would the tree was tree would always be freaking huge and wouldn't be able to fit in the house so we don't keep trimming it down trimming it down and he'd always and it would fall over he'd always every get year. the blue spruce too that you you prick your fingers oh, every God, time because you had to get the blue spruce and it's like you're stabbing yourself every time you put on an ornament yeah and then the, the trees would be bending and at some point the tree would fall down and then all half more like a ton of ornaments would would break and then so we just have to get new ones every year and and then um, we'd have to pin it down with fishing line, like we're like doing at Rockefeller Center or something, having to secure the thing against the. Yeah, I've been there the too with, with my tree, and then finally I said, I said, screw it, and then got got a got a fake tree instead because <laughs> so it was those trees up at the farm, and then they would just be very like not much needles on it, and then and then also they would fall down very easily. They weren't strong trees anymore, so it's. So yeah, I'm, the well has dried up as far as yeah. the Rump uh, family Christmas ranch uh, with the Christmas trees. So now it's like, all right, Home Depot or a fake tree, but we'll probably just do a fake tree going forward. Just blast me. And nice as it is to smell the, the fresh Christmas tree, it's but pain as cleaning up all the needles. And, and having yeah, the all the needles. Day. Yeah. And then, like, you're, if you're vacuuming, like, in the summertime and you're still getting, like, needles spitting out of your oh, yeah. vacuum, it's like, oh, I, mean, I, I don't I get that with the fake tree, that. too. I still get needles from the fake tree on the, right. on the ground. Um, where, do you, where do you think Bad Santa and, like, Christmas Story and those kind of movies lie in your, in your top, like, ten? Or, or, I haven't there... watched Bad Santa in years. Really? I haven't seen that. I, haven't, I barely watch Christmas Story because it's on all the time. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I. I think it's overrated. I think it's just annoying. Uh, I know it's blasphemy to. to, to I'm Frank. I'm sure that, Frank will I be really, cursing you right now. <laughs> hi, Frank. You know, I. I really don't care if if it's on all the time because it's it's not even even when it's on for 24 hours. I'm not going out of my way to watch it because it's just. 
I don't know. I, I think watched that when I was sick again because it was like one of those movies. Like I don't need to fully watch it. And I'm like had the, you know, got the chills and sweats. Yeah, and it's stuff. like been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, been there, done that. Seen it a million times. I don't need to see it anymore for a, a long ass time. So I'm it's fine like got, with that. I got the Tim Allen like Santa Claus on my list. It's it's a the first one's cute. The other ones are stupid. I haven't even watched that one in a while. It's, it's like and actually it's a new dated. a new it's favorite dated. is the. A new, a new favorite is that Christmas Chronicles. We really like that. Um, oh, I was wrestle. really like pleasantly su- surprised. I mean, it it, it it's kind of starts off like you're like I don't know, is this a shitty like uh, Hallmark Lifetime Christmas movie? But then it you know once Kurt Russell shows up and he's Santa and he's just more like young and hip kind of Santa. It was it was very fun. He's from, he's and, from Williamsburg. And, no, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that hip. Um, just like not the typical fat man Santa. Uh, okay. He was some of the funny stuff he was saying. Yeah, I've, and I've heard. Good he was. A, about he was it. a good Santa. It was really good, and it's definitely a little bit of a tearjerker at the end. Oh. Uh, I won't spoil it for you, but you know, someone freaking die like like every movie it seems. <laughs> well, his stepson plays his, uh plays plays the father of these kids. And that's uh, Kate Hudson's brother. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about Christmas Chronicles. Oh right. But, uh, oh, that was a tear tear yeah. yeah. So yeah, I recommend that. I think I recommend that. I really like that, and that's that'll probably be added to my rotation every year. I didn't see that. Maybe I mean, was that something I could put on with Connor? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something you can put on with him. It was fun. I don't know if he'll actually sit down and watch it because it doesn't have dinosaurs no, in but, it. But... <laughs> no. Yeah, of course he's yeah, of course train, he's home train wreck now. or something. Now it's like, all right, right, now I gotta watch all of his crap for the rest of the day. Yeah. All right. I'll let it all this part out, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um now what kind of what kind of uh Christmas albums and stuff do you usually have to listen to? Obviously Gene Autry, but yeah, I listen to I I actually listen to a lot on the way to work. I find it's more relaxing than just listening to something else. So I put on like a mix, and it's Gene Autry, Johnny Mathis, Christmas, and then there's like Real Big Fish, and the new Goldfinger that's out, and a mix of uh, other things. Uh, even the like Gwen Stefani with Blake Shelton, there's some good tunes on there, and uh, other other typical radio <laughs> crap. Wham, Wham, Last Christmas, and the Waitresses, Christmas wrapping, you know, some of those types of stuff. And South Park Christmas. I try to make a mix of like all different kinds of stuff. Yeah. I was, I was listening in the car to the Christmas Time in Hell song. I just love that song. <laughs> Yeah, I can't exactly play that with around anybody that uh, is yeah, in my yeah. car regularly. So, but hey, I'll happening. sing. I'll sing it along, especially when I'm by myself. I'll sing along to that one. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm listening to Christmas music at the same time, swearing at people that are driving like idiots or cutting me off yeah. or worrying it's about the most fuck you asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it was this morning. Like driving oh it was a truck here and oh i gotta go take back roads because 17's closed and oh but i'm listening I, so i had to like turn the christmas music off because it was uh yeah too distracting it's like, it's like all right now i need some hate breed or white knuckle drive <laughs> that's what i was like talking with chris taylor i'm like oh, is there like guar like a guar christmas album that i'm like i think that would be so good if they did something like that all right all right what do you mean all right you got enough? <laughs> oh, you're done? <laughs> but, all right. Thank you.
All right, see you. And finally, we talked to my buddy Ray, who you've heard him on the podcast before. So we talk a little bit about his out there choices, <laughs> and uh, we talk about some reggae Christmas songs and things like that. So here is Ray. All right, so we're doing the Christmas episode, and we had to pick out your go-to Christmas songs and your favorite movies. Um, a lot of people have done Christmas Vacation, and some people have done other things. Uh, what is the, like, the one movie that you have to watch every year? Um, well, you know, I actually have a bunch. Um, there's no specific movie that, you know, when Christmas rolls around, I point to that movie and say, I have to watch it. Yeah. But there, there's a there's a bunch though where, you know, if I if I discover it, it's on, or if I happen to have the movie, I'll, you know, I'll put it on. And um, some are actually true Christmas movies, and others are are kind of like related to Christmas, but I consider them Christmas movies. Like Die Hard or something. Uh, like Die Hard, for instance, is like you know that's a Christmas movie in my opinion because yeah. you know it's it's set in Christmas in L.A. and and you know. Just the atmosphere of it is like is Christmassy, even though it's Bruce Willis running around shooting a bunch of people. <laughs> and it's, but yeah, I mean, it's, I can see the pros and cons of it being a Christmas movie. It's, I've, I've 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 had other discussions with other people about it so far. Um, well, it's just a, it's just a fun like favorite movie. So yeah, yeah. you know, um, and uh, you know, you can't help but associate it with the holidays and Christmas and stuff like that, just because. The Christmas setting is so in your face with with uh, you know Die Hard, but um, another good example that I definitely consider this a Christmas movie, even though it's and it's one of my favorite comedies of all time. Um, you know, it's 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 mainly it's mainly like set over the course of one year, but there's a huge section at the end of the movie where it's all Christmas, and that's of course Funny Farm. And oh, uh, yeah, yeah wow, I didn't even think of that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that's one of my favorite like like Christmas movies you know, for you know the the last act of the movie alone. Yeah, which is of course you know the whole movie's hilarious, but the last act where you know uh, just a setup here, uh, you know Chevy Chase and his wife uh, move into a town where they're absolutely hated, and then you know um, they hate the town, and the townspeople hate them, and uh, you know it, it it comes down to the point where. They're they're trying to sell their house because the, their marriage is uh, failing. So in order to sell the house, you know they they ended up they end up trying to buy the townspeople and and try to make the townspeople like a lot more friendly than they actually are. Yeah. And so as a result, like you know um, they they hand out like uh, copies of um, uh, the New Yorker um, with covers of Norman Rockwell, you know, to show the townspeople and. You know uh, how a small town should celebrate the holidays. I gotta watch this again. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, that's a classic in my opinion. And you know, the whole movie is hilarious from beginning to end. But you know, I'll always associate that with Christmas time. That's weird. That's weird that you that you think that because I I I never even thought of it as. I mean, I know Christmas has there's some scenes in there of of like like winter Christmas stuff, but I don't really associate that one with Christmas. That's actually an interesting, uh, and it's a big chunk too. When you think about it though, because it's basically the, the final act or, or the, the the third act of the movie. And, um, you know, growing up as a kid, especially when I was a teenager, um, you know, they showed that movie a lot on television and, and, uh, especially, 
for some odd reason during during the holiday season, like you know, getting close to Christmas, like Thanksgiving and stuff like that. And my mom would always turn it on and say, "Oh, look, I love this movie." And she would say the same thing that it always reminds her of Christmas and all that stuff. That's, so that's you know, it was one of those movies that you would just discover. You happen to discover, you know, during the holiday uh, season, or you know, you'll see it on and we'll just turn on and and whatnot. Yeah. That's yeah. That's interesting. I I mean, I mean, it's with the, with those movies though. It's like if you take out, it's not something that Christmas drives the plot. So in a way, it's like no. it's not a Christmas movie per se, but it's it's one you can watch all year round. But I guess certain people like have certain movies that like like you said, just that you watch every holiday. That's what gets you in the spirit, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know and. And um, you know it has it kind of has a an organic like natural feel to it too be, be, because of the fact that that particular movie is not is not completely a Christmas movie. I, I mean, it, it just has an element of Christmas in it, you know. So, so um, to me, it's like it's kind of organic uh, in that way where you know obviously a Christmas story or it's a Wonderful Life uh, those are packaged to be Christmas movies and they're packaged in a way where why would you watch it in the summertime when, yeah. you know, when the the right time to really watch it is during the wintertime and so forth? Do, do, you ever you know, notice, but, do you ever notice how the cable companies always, uh, like stations are always playing all the Christmas movies like in July? Like it's like when they get the rights to it. It's like they're not, they don't get the rights to it during the holiday season. They get it during, like in July. So it's like Home Alone's playing or like Elf's playing. On Showtime. Oh really? I never noticed that. It's all, all <laughs> I notice it every summer. I'm like, hey, let's go watch Home Alone in July. <laughs> um, yeah. What is like? I I don't think I've any. I I didn't ask anyone else this, but I figured you might have some. What is like the worst Christmas movie you've ever seen? The worst Christmas movie, huh? Um. Actually, um, you know, honestly, I wouldn't say. It's the worst Christmas movie. I th- I would say it's a mo- it's a Christmas movie though that everyone else likes, uh, but I happen to like not care for it. And um, it's Elf. Really? <laughs> so wow, that's like people, my number two. People talk about Elf all the time. Yeah, you know, I mean, and I'm I'm a big Will Ferrell fan too. I like Will Ferrell, but I don't know. I just never caught on to like you know, um, the whole the whole like you know. Um, fondness of that of that particular movie wow. i guess maybe because like you're definitely in a minority I guess, with this yeah i know i would say so too because my whole family loves it like it, you know my nieces and nephews love it so um but you know i just never cared for it as much as everyone else and i actually only saw it once like from beginning to end oh well, and maybe you gotta um, give, give it another shot yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I don't know that movie backwards and, and forwards like I do other movies, like th- like movies that I grew up with that I liked a lot that were genuinely Christmas movies, like Scrooge, for instance. Like, Scrooge, like, is, you know, is, is one of my favorite Christmas movies. Definitely, um, you know, the Bill Murray movie. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think it's, like, way too dark. It's, like, some, so, it's like some, some seasons <laughs> I'll watch it. And then other, yeah, yeah. other times, it's like I can appreciate it, and other times I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like watching it this year. <clears throat> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, I can, but you know, I, I mean, I kind of like that spin though uh, from from a Christmas Carol, you know, and and uh, I think it matches like the dry wit and humor of of Bill Murray very well. Yeah, 
you know so um and plus like you know it was one of those films too though that was on all the time when you're a kid you know yeah. so you know you can't help but gravitate towards a movie like that and um you know another movie too though that i associate with the holidays which is it's not really a, a, a ho- it's not really a holiday movie and it's not really a christmas movie either uh but it's a great holiday movie uh and it does have a christmas um scene in it is rudy <laughs> like you wow, know you're I, pulling I know this movie is like, out of nowhere I'm like i can't even <laughs> yeah yeah well rudy's like it's such a i don't know it's a, it, it's such a family oriented movie to me and it's and it's such an inspiring movie yeah i mean i certainly and, like and, it and, yeah and it is one of those movies though that the networks like choose to like put that on like during like thanksgiving time or or christmas time and stuff like that yeah for football season pretty much <laughs> yeah so you know that, that's another one though that's just you know um you can't help but associate like you know family-oriented uh films with the holidays and that is like number one as far as like a family holiday movie yeah i mean what are you gonna say next star wars <laughs> <laughs> no no i mean if you're so as far as very specific christmas movies of course there's the usual suspects uh, type of movies like uh, you know, a, a Christmas story. Yeah. Which, you know, TBS like plays like 24, 24 hours. hours, you know, and, and I, I love that movie and that movie is great. And there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to laugh at it before. And, and, you know, a lot of memorable scenes. Uh, but, um, you know, there was one year where like, I got, I got sick of it because like every time I would turn on the TV, it was always on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you would just, and, you could just turn it off and go, Oh, this is where I left off yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly or yeah you'll have those moments where where like every time you tune in onto it because of the fact that it they show it 24 hours you know like you you end up like hitting the same scene <laughs> yeah um now switching over to the music like what are like do you listen to a lot of christmas music like ska and punk or like just the the, the classics or yeah, uh, probably a mix of both, though. Um, you know, um, as a kid growing up, my mom had um, this uh, Partridge Family Christmas album that, that she played every year. And we always made fun of her uh, for it because it was one of the most kitschiest, you know, uh, Christmas albums yeah. you ever heard. It was like straight from the 70s. But, but that, that's an album that actually, as I got older in life, I appreciated it a lot more and became very fond of it because of its association with my childhood, like, you know, growing up during Christmas time and all that stuff, and my mom always playing it. And, you know, as, as an adult, when I revisited that album and, and, and listened to it again, you know, like, the songs are actually pretty good. So that's, that's just something that I associate from my childhood because my mom had it. Yeah. But we always, like, me, my brother and myself always, you know, made fun of my mom because my because my mom would always break it out and say oh it's not christmas without the you know the the partridge family (laughs) (laughs) you know so (laughs) i guess it's the same way with my dad getting gene autry and then listening to that gene autry and then uh i'm trying to think what else he used to get but gene autry is definitely the one that's like like why are you getting this why did you get this album and it's like this cassette and we would listen in the car as we would drive around looking at christmas lights and then we would just, and then a couple, maybe like 10 years ago, I ended up buying this like all of Gene Autry Christmas collection songs. Uh, just, 
it's just a habit because you grow up listening to that stuff and it's like you make fun of it during the time but then it's like oh now i really like this stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's true it's funny how how your your tastes uh you know change over a period of time and and things that you didn't really care for in the past are you know now seem a lot more relevant yeah you know uh, you know when when you're in your adult years but um yeah so um yeah, so I just threw that Partridge Family thing in there. Um, but uh, but as far as like specific uh, albums or music that I like during the holiday season, of course, is um, the Charlie Brown Christmas album. Yes, definitely. Which is which is a classic, and like um, honestly, like that that always gets me into the Christmas spirit. Like just listening to that album. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that that's definitely a favorite album of mine. Uh, and I also like a lot too. Um, the Jackson Five had a um, a Christmas album, and um, a couple Christmases ago, uh, my sister in law I think got got me um, that album for Christmas, and you know it's become a, an album that if I want to hear Christmas music, I would always break that out. Yeah, so there's a lot of really good um, Temptations or like Jackson Motown. Five. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's Jackson Five doing oh, like okay. you know Christmas Christmas covers and okay, you know like one of my one of my favorite Christmas songs by the Jackson Five that they do is um called Up on the Housetop. Yeah, I like the Gene yeah, which, version which, of that. Yeah, which I actually noticed though that like that that song of this season has been on in commercials lately. Oh really? I have I maybe I haven't been watching commercials to notice it, but I usually just fast forward. Yeah. Well like it was on like the other day and I just happened to notice it. it was like a car commercial or something like that. So, you know and immediately I was like, Oh, Jackson Five <laughs> So <laughs> Um Were you ever a fan of the Toasters Christmas album? Since you, since you worked at Moonstar. Yeah, so yeah, as a matter of fact I was actually gonna mention that as well. That was a very like rare and sought after album, and it was it was mainly an import. Yeah, and I and I and um, yeah, because it was uh, released by Tachyon Records, I believe, which which ultimately put on the tag of like Moonscott Japan, even though there wasn't really a Moonscott Japan. Okay, I, but I, um, yeah, I remember being it rare because I remember when we went went down to to Moon Records, my dad my dad got it, and then he would just play it every every Christmas after that. We're like, where'd you get this one? He's like, I wouldn't even notice it. <laughs> he's like, yeah, and I guess he's yeah, like, I, I it was like $30 or something. It was like, because it was rare. Yeah, I wish I had that album. We didn't have a lot of copies of that album, so it kind of sold out quick, or, or you know, I think we had a few copies lying around for a long time, and, and then and nobody bought it, and then all of a sudden people went after it and started looking for it. But, you know, we didn't have a lot of copies of it, and I kind of wish I, I, I bought one or uh, one for myself. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, with YouTube, like, almost everything can be found. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's all there on, on like, YouTube, basically. And I've, I've revisited that album a couple of times, you know, in the last uh, few Christmases. Uh, it's on Spotify, and- too. Yeah, you can listen to it on Spotify. You got the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So, it's great. It, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely great. As, and as far as like things like like ska punk or ska or reggae, um, you know, goes, um, you know, there are quite a few like holiday albums that I like. Uh, like for instance, a, a classic to me, even though this is a, another really dark one, is uh, the Vandals uh, Christmas album oh, to that the they, uh, they put out. 
Yeah, Oi to the World. And Oi to the World is an awesome cover. But if you have the album and and you really like look at the the track listings of the album, it's like it's pretty dark, you know, and, and the, the lyrics I'm looking at are, it right now. Christmas time for my penis. That sounds like a good one to play for Connor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, A Gun for Christmas and, uh, you know, there's uh, Grandpa's the last hang, myself, <laughs> <laughs> hang Myself from the Tree. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm looking at you that know? right now. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and it, it's, one of those, it's one of those Christmas albums, though, that, when I started really getting into punk rock, like around my junior and senior year of high school, my friend one day was was just like, "Oh, you know, Vandals like put out a Christmas album," and I was like, "Really? Like a Christmas album?" <laughs> and and uh, you know, you can't but help like laugh out loud, you yeah. know. Uh, and I remember listening to it the first time and and thinking how ludicrous it is, like the combination of punk rock Christmas and and this like dark content that they have in it. And and my friend actually like sent me a, a text like a couple of Christmases back, um, you know the same friend who introduced me to this album, and said, "Guess what I'm listening to while I'm like you know putting up the Christmas tree," and, and I'm, I'm like, "Oh, what are you listening to?" And he and he's like, you know, um, the the Vandals Christmas album, and I happen to be listening to Hang Myself from the Tree. <laughs> I had to shut it off because my kids were running around, like, so he actually had to turn it off because his like kids like you know went into the room. Yeah, you know so. There was yeah, there's certain songs I I had in like a playlist that I like I had to skip because it was it was like Jingle Bell Rock, but it was I think it was like from Opie and Anthony or something that someone did like suck on my uh C. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. So it was like a really really dirty raunchy version co- cover of that. I'm like, yeah, I better delete this in case like I like play it at work one day or something. It's like this song comes on, so I'm like I better get. The- it's a funny song of uh, like as far as like parodies go, but I'm like, yeah, I better take this one off the iPod. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. I mean, I think I think people like you and me, you know, if we walk into a room and be like, oh, you're playing the vandals like you know order the world and stuff like that though we would definitely appreciate it because of our background yeah but then it's one of those albums where you do have to be careful about because like if you have the whole family over you know they're just gonna look at you and be like who the hell put this on like you know why would you want to hear about you know hanging yourself from the tree or something like that yeah i mean To bring it to bring it to like uh, TV specials, like I like the South Park Christmas, like the Mister Hanky special, and all those songs for that. And they have like uh, Christmas time in hell, and it's like Merry fucking Christmas they have, and then it's like oh yeah, yeah. So it's like I love listening to those. I was just listening to Christmas time in hell today, and it's like such a brilliant, brilliant song that they that they compose for. That's like you can't really listen to it around too many people, but because oh, wow. some people. Some people either get that humor or they won't get it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you know, especially when you think about your family members too, though. Like, you know, I mean, we're of a different generation from many of of uh, our family members who might be a lot older. Yeah. Especially in my family, where like there's such a big age gap between certain members of my family. Like, my first cousins are like well into their seventies now, and those are my first cousins, and I, I happen to be like the youngest out of all the cousins. Oh, wow. So, you know, but uh. Yeah, so I mean, uh, so there's that, and then um, of course, um, what I what I love a lot, and um, in fact, I was listening to it earlier this morning, is uh, a box set that I picked up several years ago. 
um, and it's a it's it's a Trojan Christmas box set. So it's from oh, Trojan right. Records, which is one of my favorite uh, record labels. Yeah, and they release like Jamaican music, of course. You know, like ska, reggae, yeah, and all yeah, that I good have, stuff. I have a lot of those. Yeah, that I acquired. <laughs> yeah, and so there's there's a ton of really good holiday music. So you know, if you just want to listen to some Jamaican music, that's holiday you know uh inspired uh especially christmas inspired you know the jamaicans you know love the holidays like they did a ton of like christmas i noticed that yeah like i noticed that like if i was gonna still do a music podcast i would probably just do an entire episode of just reggae christmas stuff because there's so much of it out there yeah that'd be awesome you know and the trojan records like christmas box set is basically like a hundred christmas songs you know, and 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 um, a lot of it are covers of of classic Christmas songs, but done in in Jamaican music. And I've always said that you know um, Jamaican music makes almost everything better because there's so much covers out there that are done in reggae and Jamaican. Uh, I didn't Jamaican, realize um, like half all guitar. the covers that they do, for, especially like the Motown and like some oldies that they co- covered. And it's like especially like I think it was a tenor song that they covered and I'm like, this sounds familiar. And then it was, um, it was weather, it was called weather report, but it was part of it was about, um, oh, yeah. it was, it's, it's almost like the Simon and Garfunkel part of it. Um, the like the only living boy in New York, it's like kind of parts of that song. So it's like, the yeah, kind of, yeah. so it's like, and, and then I'm like listening to Simon and Garfunkel one day. I'm like, wait, I know this. <laughs> it's, it's weird. That's like, yeah, I know. well, well, you know, uh, I mean, popular Jamaican music, though, was heavily influenced by American music. Like, you know, uh, American music from from the 50s and 60s. So, you know, the music that they were getting, you know, for, uh, in the form of imports were all like American rock and roll and stuff like that of the 50s and 60s. So as far as the radio stations go in Jamaica in the, in the 60s, a lot of the bands that were coming up at that time, which were ska bands or rock city bands, were were doing covers of just the music that they they loved and they listened to, um, you know, like like old school Motown or you know fifties music or fifties rock or sixties rock and stuff like that. So that's that's part of the source of of why there's so many like covers, yeah, uh, you know, of that type of stuff, and you know the. The holiday end of it, though, is just there's just so much of it, you know, and there's a lot of really good stuff in the Trojan Records uh, collection that I just mentioned, like, um, you know, um, we wish you an Irie Christmas and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I, in fact, like, what, there was one Christmas where where um, I hijacked uh, my brother's stereo, um, you know, and, and, and plugged in my iPod and... That's what we listen to. We listen to the Trojan uh, Records, um, you know, Christmas uh, box set uh, all throughout the whole entire time that we're opening up gifts. And my niece, like, like says, says this sounds like we're like uh, celebrating, uh, you know, Christmas in Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, beachy Christmas. Yeah, it's like, it's... but you know, it, it is great stuff. Though there are a lot of really like excellent. Um, you know, artists that t- that took part uh, in that collection. So you have things like the Ethiopians and John Holt. Yeah, I'm looking at Lee it right Perry. now on Spotify. I see Yellow Man, Paris Hammond, Ika Mouse, um, Freddie McGregor. Yeah, so it's like all the all the the legends. 
Yeah, I think you'll like that a lot too, though. If you if you play it, you know it's and it's definitely one of those things too, though, where you could just put on and then kind of ignore it, but kind of like it's you good know background music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's in, it's in the background, and it's you kind of ignore it, but it's there, and it's it, it's it still puts you in the holiday spirit of things. You know, so I think I'll go listen to that right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what's what's Let's end this because this podcast is probably going to be way too long. Um, <laughs> um, but all right, thanks a lot for uh, giving me some some of your picks and stuff. And uh, you have a happy holiday, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, happy holidays, man. Thank right, you, man. Later. Bye-bye. Peace. I hope everyone has a great holiday, and I hope you enjoyed listening to this Christmas-themed podcast episode. Uh, I'll be back with a new episode at some point next week. Uh, my brother and I will be talking about our top 10 movies, music, and all that kind of stuff. So stay tuned for that and just have a happy holiday. Later.